Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially the women. Stories just whole essences to bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't, it's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. Now, I'm going to tell you something about Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings is supposed to be that day where you roll over, right? You just sleep in. You know, it's nothing like, it's nothing like waking up when you're ready to wake up, you know. There's nothing like waking up when you finish sleeping. No alarm, you know, you just roll over when you feel that your body is well-rested. Well, for me, that doesn't happen for me on Saturday morning. I'm usually motivated by uh, <laughs> motivated by alarm clock waking me up, getting me up and ready, the smell of coffee brewing, and I'm getting ready for some interesting dialogue on the show. So that's really how it, how it works for me. But let me tell you something. Um, today is uh, a day that we're going to celebrate some great men. You know, some great men that don't always get the respect that they need and deserve. Some great men that some of us call daddy, you know, and some call him father. Some even call him by their first name. Now, is that disrespectful to call your dad by his first name? I mean, who does that? So, Or does that happen when your dad really hasn't been a part of your life that you call him by your first name? Well, people, today I want us to really talk about the relationship that we have with our dads. I want us to talk about the respect that we give to these men that are dads and fathers. And, and, and I want us to have a real conversation about that, okay? All right, so we got some, a couple of things that we need to take care of on this end. So y'all hold tight real quick, and we'll be right back with you. All right? Have you heard? Sponsorships are requested. Coffee Talk with Soy is looking for dynamic entrepreneurs like yourself. If you're motivated, energetic with a message or product, consider advertising with us. It's a win-win. For more information on those advertising and sponsorship packages, visit the website Coffee Talk with Soy or call me at 515-I-GOT-SOY. And again, that's 515-I-GOT-SOY. Um, uh, tea. 
the cafe is a woman who I have the utmost respect for. She is um, was born in Ohio, now living in Atlanta, and um, she is a very good friend of mine. Uh, and, and the reason why I have so much respect for her is because she is just unapologetic in her. You know, and, and meeting this woman and, and seeing that she is the mom of two um, amazing boys, yes, she is um, a divorce. Um, I wouldn't call her a single parent, but she is a parent that is, she's a different kind of mom, let me say that. Um, when I see her interact with her children, and uh, she has a fatigue frame, she's very kind of quiet, some would say, um, very mild, low-key, can go undetected because of her personality. But when it comes to parenting, male children, she has a strong presence. And I'm just in awe of her concept, how she treats them, how they respect her. And for that reason, she's going to sit on the panel with me today as we deal uh, with these men and talk to them about their parenting style. So let's welcome to the cafe, Miss Tanika. Some call her Chef Tanika Nash out of Atlanta. Good morning, sweetheart. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Ah, I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. You just can't complain. You know, they said it doesn't help anywhere. It doesn't work. So I don't complain. So how are you this morning? You ready for some? I am great. I am great and excited to be on the show this morning. Well, thank you, Pete. Thank you, Pete. Um, so how old are your boys, I share that with you with the audience. How old are your son? I have a 23 year old and a 17 year old. And I call them my babies. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so see, now, did you, let me ask you this. Now, I raised two daughters. I had two girls and raised two daughters. And I, when I see what's happening out here with these young boys um, getting in gangs and, and caught up smoking, and, and um, do you ever, are, are you fearful of, of waking up and seeing something going to happen to your son out there with all these crazy falling out here? I can barely hear you. I'm sorry. When it comes to parenting boys and this craziness that we're dealing with out here in the world today, does it ever frighten you that they may not come home at night or they may get in trouble or you may get that midnight call? Does that frighten you that that will happen to your son? Um, Every day. Every day uh, I pray for my kids. I cover them, Um, especially in this climate. It's always a concern. Um, because I do feel that um, there's a mark on them just to be um, black men in general and to be black young men. And then I have uh, my 23-year-old. He's now a graduate from college. He's now out in the working world, and he's doing his thing. And so constantly um, it's a concern. Same thing with my youngest. He's now a rising senior, and he wants to get out and do his thing and hang with his And it is always a concern, especially when kids start to drive. Um, And will they get pulled over? Will there be a misunderstanding? So there is always a constant um, prayer and concern that I have, even though that they're now, you know, getting older and becoming men. Now, is there a a certain kind of language that you have um, with them to prepare them for those situations that may happen outside of your household? Um, I won't say that there's a certain language, but it's always an open conversation. I want them to be aware, um, and I want them to understand what's going on. So, I mean, we constantly talk. Um, I am the mom that gives tough love, so um, I'm a little rough around the edges when it comes to communicating to them because I don't want to sugarcoat anything. So that's just kind of the way that I handle them 
um, in the conversations that we have regarding life and what's going on on the outside. What kinds of tough love concepts do you um, do you give them? Um, I don't baby my boys because I feel like I'm raising men, um, men who one day will become someone's husband, who will become someone's father. And I simply believe that um, they should be accountable. They have chores around my house. They still talk to me with respect. Um, I believe that we can have a two-way conversation, but they understand that you can't talk to me sideways. Um, and just, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Um, I believe in raising them to open doors. And um, I don't accept and tolerate uh, being out late. Even my oldest knows he can't roll in my house. Um, at any time of night without letting me know first. And once you feel that you're grown enough to do so, you need to find you a secondary um, home or find your own home. So just different things like that. You know, I find it, um, first let me just commend you on just um, standing up and, and just being that, that kind of parent. I think it's that kind of parenting that our sons need from moms as opposed to um, babying them and, um, and enabling them. You know, we find that especially as we get older, you begin to date and, begin, and you know, your kids begin to date and you're seeing 20, 22, 25, and 26-year-old um, men who really don't know how to um, be men or walk in the path of being a man because they've been babies and, and just been enabled. So um, I, I'm telling you, I just take my hat off to you for, for you know, standing up, raising up, and, and being that kind of parent. And I think that that is the unconditional love right there, you know, um, that um, a parent does when they love their child. You just raise up, and you just have to be what they need to get them to where they need to get to in, in life. And if being a disciplinarian or, or being more loving or having uh, more rules or guidelines or having less is, is the accommodation. Well, I think it's a sacrifice that we, we make as, as parents to, you know, get the best out of our kids. So kudos to you for, um, for, for doing that. I find that to be um, a unique situation. Thank you. Thank you. All right, T, so we, we have some men that are hanging out with us today as well, and uh, these amazing men are, are, are taking um, the role of being the single parent. They are the dads that are raising or have raised their kids. Um, so for whatever the reason, um, they are single dads in a single parent household. So I'm going to work on my first guest. Welcome to the cafe. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. single dad of two and uh, it's quite a long story but in short uh, I wrote a book about uh, what I went through with my uh, children's mom and unfortunately you know uh, we part ways but um, one thing that I really want to um, address is just that there's there's a subculture uh, there that a lot of times uh, you'll find that, and I think it, it stems from uh, something that happened way before we were uh, born, uh, if you're in your 40s, um, that in some areas uh, you have a subculture where uh, 
women think that men are not supposed to uh, be there. And the good men that try, they push them out. And then the other side of the subculture is what I, what I grew up in, watching the guys on the basketball court complain about, oh, man, she taking me for child support. And we're like, man, that's not right. But all along, we were the latchkey children and the children without fathers saying that, you know, her taking him for child support was the, the you know, was a wrong, you know, was a wrong, but we were the kids that needed the child support, needed our fathers to be around. So um, I think it's a, a subculture that perpetuates that, and men and women get caught up in that and feel that, okay, I'm not supposed to be around, so they're used to not being around. And my story is that I was one of the ones that wanted to be around to be there for my my kids, but I, you know, I faced adversity every step of the way. It was like she wasn't used to it. I was doing something that um, was not the norm, you know, uh, going out of my way to be there. And uh, the whole time it seems like she was pushing me away. So how long have you had the kids now? Uh, we're going on about 12 years now. We're going on close to 12 years, but about 11 years strong. I've I've always been there uh, since birth. Uh, so me and their mo- mother uh, uh, were together um, before their birth. I think about two years before their birth, uh, we were together and all the way uh, until I wound up having to um, – I wouldn't even say fight for custody. It just came out that way um, in the sense that uh, I was fighting one other case, trying not to go to prison for, for 40 years over a, um, a lie that, that, that started with a um, – well, it actually did start with a lie. Uh, basically, she had press charges against me, uh, and it was falsified because – during the time that um, we were, you know, um, uh, breaking up, uh, she left uh, me with my daughter, and she took the other two kids, uh, the oldest, my oldest uh, stepdaughter and my son, and left me with my child in Georgia and went back to Maryland and then came back five months later, uh, took her, and then left and went back to uh uh, Maryland without my consent, so um, that kind of snowballed and and turned into something uh, different. Where I answered to uh, a falsified court case saying that I had abused her and three kids uh, in the state of Georgia, but they were hearing it in the state of Maryland. So unfortunately, a lot of a lot of times this happens where uh, people are. Um, you know, charged with something, you know, a false charge comes up, and if you don't answer to it, then boom, there you are sitting in jail, or there you are facing what I was facing 40 years over uh, a lie. Um, so inside the book, My Trials and Errors, Reflections of a Single Father, I kind of uh, go through chronologically what happened, uh, and then it leads you up into the time that uh, I gained full custody of my kids. How, what's their relationship with, with her now? Now that they're with you, you, you have full custody. What's their relationship with their mom after all of this has happened? Uh, it, it had been some years, I think uh, close to about a good eight years before uh, we got back in contact with each other. I mean, uh, you can imagine the strain on them not having their mother around and then the strain on me just realizing that hey, I could have did, you know, 40 years in prison for something that I did not do. And for the job that I I was doing is like, did did it warrant that type of behavior? Or, uh, you know, why why in the world would she go to those great extents uh, to, to do something like that when I was just around doing what I had to do as a man to try to uh, take care of my kids and take care of her. Um, But now um, 
it's it's been spotty, but now she she is uh her and her and my daughter uh are um building their relationship now. So do you believe that um so would you would you characterize her as a deadbeat mom? No, I I definitely would not uh characterize her as a deadbeat mom. Um I think that character excuse me, um I think if if you label someone that way, then you never actually give them a chance to prove otherwise. Yes, we had our differences. Uh yes, it did go left. <laughs> but, you know, um the focus is always going to be on the welfare of the child. So, if at that moment she was not thinking, she was seeing red and and not uh, thinking logically, someone had to be the parent. Someone had to think logically. And I I really believe that, you know, there are some mental uh, issues there. There are some subculture um, traditions that are there. And I always say subculture is because there is a culture of deadbeat dads, deadbeat moms, and child support hell, where most people think in that narrative that, oh, I don't need a man. I can do it, you know, on my own, you know, well, from the woman's side is that they don't need a man that can do it on their own and men are, uh, you know, nothing. But men do matter. Fathers do matter. But um, I look at it where it, it's an illness, you know. It's a subculture that needs to be broken, and um, people have to realize it. I think now she's realizing that what she thought was going to go over and be um, in her favor is not, is that, you know, you really have to take a step back and say, why do people even think this away? Um, and I think I wouldn't call call her a deadbeat per se. You know, I've always been a man, so I just felt that I I was doing my job, and then even afterwards I'm just going to continue to do what I need to do for the kids to be a father and be a man. But those are issues uh, that she has to one day, and I, I'm I'm sure she has come to grips with it over the years, and understand that you know you can't just try to do someone wrong, and when it blows up in your face, you have to deal with the reality. But now nah, I wouldn't step on someone uh, in that factor and call her a deadbeat mom. Is you know it is what it is, uh, and how our case actually unfolded. Um, <laughs> I appreciate the level of maturity that you are, you know, that you are demonstrating, you know, and, and I think that's what makes you a great, a great dad, a great parent, and a great role model. Now, flip side, that if this was a woman, if this was a woman who, um, if you were the mom, you were the woman, and the behavior that she um you know, has been acting out in was the behavior of a man, it would be that women was, you would be, I think you would be speaking differently because that's just how women are. We just be chatty and he ain't no good, he ain't do this, he ain't do this. But I think that as a parent, whether it's a mom or dad, as a parent, when you do not make the sacrifices of putting your child first and you selfishly ask for your own interest and disregard your kid, that makes you dead be whether it's a mom or or a dad. So I, I'm I'm gonna chime in. I'm gonna ask you, Tamika, what do, what what do you think a dead be mom is, Tamika? Um, I mean, I would probably put that on the label, but definitely a mom who um, has made a conscious decision um, not to take care or provide um, for her children, and that even the sacrifice. Um, comes into play, it's because that's a part of parenting, your sacrifice. So I would definitely say, a, you know, a parent um, who is unwilling to accept the full responsibility of a, being a mother. And, and, and that's across the board. So, so and this is, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you chime in and then we're gonna bring Tony in because Tony Tony waiting to chime in too. But I think that the welfare of the child is not just financial, 
you know, it's, it's emotional, it's, it's mental as well, as well as physical. And so when the mom is playing these kind of games with the father, you know, not letting them see the kid, um, you know, I, I think that is not acting in the best interest of the child. And any time a parent does that, that, you know, on a consistent basis, I think that makes them a deadbeat parent. Whether it's, they could go through a phase of it, you know, whatever the mindset, you know, this person was being trifling and not doing this and not doing that. Well, during that period of time, you were acting as a deadbeat parent. Yeah, you may have got yourself together, and there's no perfect situation. I know that when we separate, there are a lot of emotions that, that we kind of go through. And, 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 you know, I have 27 and uh, 29-year-old kids. Did I sometimes do some things I probably shouldn't have done where I was saying things to their dad or my ex because I was, yeah, yeah, because we're human. But the thing about it is that you step out of that practice and you fall back into line so that you do right by, by your kids. And, you know, you're constantly being reminded, people are talking to you, grandparents, aunties, uncles, other family members, and you continue down this path, I, I think you're deadbeat, mom or dad. I think you're deadbeat. Go ahead, Can Jane. I make a comment? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, go ahead. I think she was trying to make a comment. The the only thing I had wanted to offer to the uh, deadbeat parents about not letting the others see the kids is I just think, I believe that it depends on the situation. There are some times that the other parent may be toxic. And as parents, as responsible parents, our job is to protect our kids. And even if it's from the other parents, if they serve them no good. And so I would just say I would not put um, just a blanket statement across the board that if a parent says, hey, you can't see mom today or it's not in our best interest or your best interest to go hang out with dad today because perhaps he's into anything. It could be drugs. He could be stealing. Whatever the case may be. If that's not an environment that you want your daughter or son to be around, regardless if it's a parent, I think that we should make that decision as adults, as parents, not to allow that until it's taken care of or until it's resolved. Yeah, definitely. You know, I I definitely agree, you know, wholeheartedly with what you're saying and then also uh, the notion of deadbeat, and I believe in words. You know, if you you hold on to those words, you know, then you can kind of live within those words. So I, I tend to not, you know, uh, call names or or even feel a certain way afterwards. Yeah, when I was in a mix, yes, I was definitely feeling like, you know, this person really almost put me away for life. So yeah, I, I was upset, but. Now, you know, as I matured, I have to answer to my daughter, so I have to answer to my son. So whatever it is that I I put out into the universe, it has to be uh, something of positivity. So when I speak, I think about them first. Even though, yes, their mom, quote-unquote, is the deadbeat parent, but in our situation, every situation is different. I I receive soul and full custody of them. We live... uh, 10 hours plus away. Um, so, you know, uh, they, they stay in my household. So we didn't have to deal with the aftermath of going back and forth, going back and forth, but to each his own sometimes and how you look at it. But I have to look at it where, who am I serving? I'm serving uh, an example for my kids. So if I'm bitter, if I'm upset, the story is going to be what it is. You know, we can't deny the story. That's why I wrote the book, and people can go and and receive uh, uh, whatever information that they can out of that book to find the the silver lining. But um, for me, I just want to make sure that you know that's the fact. But after the fact, what do you do as a parent? Uh, to be there for your kids, and that's what I'm doing is to be there for my kids and then also address or spotlight that, hey, we do have happen to have a problem out here is that 
you know, you have that subculture of men and women that kind of uh, uh, spiral down the wrong road, and, and you do have deadbeat dads and deadbeat moms. And, yes, women and men can do the same thing. You can have a man that won't even, you know, blink at their kids, could care less, and you have women that do the same. All right, well, we're going to bring uh, Tony on. Tony is another one of our panelists uh, in the cafe with us, and he is uh, calling in from D.C. So let's welcome to the cafe Tony Stewart, comedian Tony Stewart, that is. Good morning, Tony. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, y'all? I've been listening, and I've been getting a lot of good information. I understand it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just waiting for Marco. That's all. Hi, hi, ladies. How y'all doing? And thank y'all for the uh, happy Father's Day wishes. <laughs> you earned it. You earned Forgot it. Forgot about me, Tony. What's up, dude? What's up with you, man? <laughs> I'm good. So Tony, uh, Tony has three kids. So he has three different um, baby mamas and three different scenarios. But uh, all in all, he is. Um, taking care of his kids and, and doing right by them. So, Tony, you want to share a little background of um, of your life with the audience? I can. In, in, in a brief synopsis of it is like, okay, my father really wasn't there. So I had to learn how to be a man in the streets from other misguided men, right? So I was promiscuous. I was doing me. I was slinging everywhere, you know what I'm saying? But that was what I was doing at the time. And, you know, I became a father before I was ready to become a father. And then, you know, situations arise afterwards. And through Mr. Sims, no disrespect, bro, but what I had to understand about my whole situation, because I got three different ones, is that my irresponsibility caused me all these subsequent headaches. So once I freed myself from that, I was able to understand the situation a little bit clearer. But that's all I have to add about that part. Go ahead, ladies. Next question. <laughs> so you said you said headaches. What, what were you experiencing? How, I was what, experiencing, what kind of I mean, Kind of sort of the same thing Mr. Sims is going through about, you know, the baby mother want to play games with the kid because ultimately she know that you love the kid so she can play those games with you because of her bitterness. But we, I, we're not, hold on. But all, all in all, all of those things made me have to step up even harder. So I had to really put my Superman cape on to be daddy. I had to fly out to all the Lord graduations, all the little doctor's appointments, I had to do all of that because, number one, because I knew what I was missing as a kid. So I didn't want my kids to feel the same thing. So that's one of the things that made me step up to a higher level. Okay. So when you, when you, when you uh, stepped up, Tony, so you, what did you do? How did you step up? What, what did that look like? What did those changes look like for you? Because I want another young man out there who may get experiences to see what actions he needs to take or not take in order to improve this situation. So when you say you stepped up, what did you actually do? Okay, or when, didn't do? when you step up, when you step up, right, when you step up, you have to totally, because as a man, this is what I tell my son. I'm like, I'm not in no rush to be a granddaddy, though I am. From, from my son. Now, I got a grandkids by my daughter, but by my son. I told them, if you're not able to sustain your lifestyle, take care of a woman and a child, don't have no kids. Because as a father, you are the prime, you, you know, you're the king of the castle. You're the king of everything. You got to take, you take responsibility for everything. Take feeding them, clothing them, giving them shelter, giving them love, giving them all that. So what I had to do was totally block the mom out and take on every responsibility that I thought my kids would need to be successful in life. 
I may not had the most nurturing, you know, way to go about it, but I went about it a way that I feel, feel as though the world would treat them. So that's how that goes. And I know I'm supposed to be funny, but this, this is not funny, bro. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, that dads go through these things too because sometimes the mom isn't always on her mother game. Because we can agree all that every kid in this world wasn't playing. So, you know, some 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 people still got running them. You know, some ladies still got running them and they ain't ready to be mommies yet. So as dads, we got to step up and do others. And then our example of the motherly part come from our mother. But what if we had that mother or father? You see how these kids get get mixed up because it's like it's sometimes it's not no protocol to follow. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to be a dad doing living regular life, I had to learn how to be a dad. My father ain't teaching none of that. And the dudes that I was thought I was getting knowledge from was just as messed up as me. So I had to step back and look at me as a little boy and what what I had needed as a father to stop certain things in my life that happened. And first and foremost, let me commend this young lady earlier for um, saying that she prayed for her son because prayer works. I saw my mother praying one night after I was outside doing me in the street, and I heard her prayer ask God to bring me home that night. Wow. So, you know, it, go ahead. I mean, that, I mean that's why I, this show is, is like touching. I know I'm supposed to be funny, but I, it, it, look, it could happen. At any given moment, but we talking serious now because I want people to understand that parenting is not a game, and never let your irresponsibility put you in a situation where you have to do what you ain't prepared to do. Because the offspring of that is just going to be as messed up as you are. We got to take parenting more seriously than. Just sex and unprotected sex, but okay, we go past that too. Okay, it's quiet. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> nah, you, you, hey, you hit it right on the head, man. You hit it right on the head. <laughs> I'm man. just, you know, I'm just definitely. making sure I ain't saying nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah. You definitely, definitely hit it on the head. You know, we, we. We have the uh, same thing going on, you know, a product of not having, you know, proper role models other than, you know, like exactly. like yourself, your mom, you know, praying for you, your mom being there, but not having that 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 uh, fatherly role, you know. All of the fathers exactly. that I saw was my peers and people on the basketball court, people and you know exactly. people around the way that you know taught me something that, you know, like you said, you, you had to investigate and look at it and say, man, that was wrong. You know, I'm I'm following exactly. behind them and it is is the wrong way of doing it, but that's what you see. That's what you know. So you got to go within yourself and say, man, what do I have to do to make it right? You know, your love for your yourself, your love for your kids will overcome all of the, the wrong. And then for me, I looked at my dad and I said, okay, I got to do everything opposite. If I do everything opposite, exactly. that's a start. They should be you okay. Know. Yep. So I, I agree. I feel you. you you're right. So you're right. And, and... Go ahead. Let me ask you, man. So I, with, with, you, with you being, um, both of you being fathers and, and having um, a, a circle of men, you know, a social circle of men, do men check other men on bad parenting? Is that common? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I know I do. I don't know Mr. Sin's case because, like, certain things I understand as men. Because, like, you could tell when your your boy about to say something messed up about his kids because he's like, don't get me wrong, I love my kids, but I'm ready to choke him to death right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, come on, Slim. You got to step back and think you wasn't the best kid to your parents either. So kind of like 
you know, when your parents always say you won't get it back when you had kids. You know what I'm saying? You're getting it back, so you got to learn how to deal with it. So I check my friends, too, and as well, they they check me because I'd be like some some days, like, don't get me wrong, I love my kids, but, you know what I'm saying, I go the same way with them. So we check each other because it's like, it's like we got to make the community better. And mm-hmm. all the time when we get frustrated and things, we can't take it out. We can't beat our family. We ain't trying to beat the world that's causing us to feel this way. So why are we going to beat our family? We just, I just want to prepare my kids to deal with the world. Because as long as I'm gone, they still got to deal with the world. I'm not here to get them that knowledge no more. I always talk to my kids like they were adults since they were babies. They may not understand it, but they hear it. And somewhere in their, their memory, they're going to remember the things that I said. And they're going to watch them come to pass. So that's how I feel about it. James? Yeah, uh, about, you know, the fellas checking. I, I got to I gotta say that half of the dudes that I knew, you know, they was they would look the other way and say, nah, I, I ain't even going, you know, check you on that. I even had some of my uh, folks tell me basically not to uh, pursue getting custody of my kids. You know, during the time that I was going through it, I was facing that time off of a lie, but then I was saying, look, I got to get my kids because she over here doing all of this crazy mess. They're telling me, nah, I wouldn't even do it. I just I just let it be. And I'm like, so you'll take the time off of somebody lying about you? Nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So uh, I really did not have that other side where, you know, I could check them, they could check me because I was really just – flying by the seat of my pants, just figuring that, hey, if I do other than what I I saw, if I do the opposite, then maybe that'll work. But the the judgment wasn't wasn't a clear judgment. They they wouldn't even have two words to say. Now maybe some other guys that I know maybe but they they weren't the people that I would go to and say, Hey, give me some advice or, you know, what am I doing here wrong? I think I was hearing, nah, I wouldn't even fight it, man. I'd just let it go and not even pursue it. But I'm I'm looking at it with, man, I'm about to do 40 years off of a lie, and you want me to just turn around and just eat that case? And, and I mean, just eat the, you know, take the time and walk away? Nah, I, I wasn't having it. Plus, I owed it to my kids to be a man. You know, a lot of times uh, what happens is that you – take that responsibility and you look at the responsibility and you run away from it, you're not being a man. You know, being a man is when you're able to take on responsibility, deal with it and stand, you know, you know, at attention and and face it, you know, but a lot of times people get these ideas in their head that running away and is, is manly. That that's not manly attacking it and going straight at it is, is, is how you be a man. So in that case, they couldn't tell me, you know, how to approach it. So now I got bad advice, but I just went ahead and I knew that uh, as a man, I needed to attack this situation, stand up and to fight for, you know, my freedom and then also fight for them, you know? Wow. You owe, you owe it to your kids to be a man. Oh my God. Oh my God! That can is I, so, can, you can I say something? You got, oh yeah, please say something because because James got can to be able to Oh my God, that's so powerful! Yeah, hey, hey James, hey hey James, real rap James, I could dig it. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes when them dads step away, it's it's out of like extreme frustration and they not thinking clearly. I I understand and I'm I'm fully with you. Attack the situation, attack the situation. But when you have a woman that knows how to manipulate the system, no matter how you attack it, she's going to find a loophole. Now, I could have a story, but we don't have time for that. So it's not, I wouldn't say, like my father always told me, and even though he wasn't there, he said, son, 
your daddy all the time, but be the best daddy when you're allowed to be, right? Because some of these women play games. You know it. You was about to do 40 years. I know it because my identity was stolen. It was hard for me to even find a job, but you got me on child support. And you stole my identity, giving it to your little other boyfriend. So in some cases, I can see the dude stepping away and to not be on no wild stuff. Because, you know, as men, we always think aggressive, protect. So sometimes we got to step away from a situation. Not saying that we don't want to be involved in our kids' life, but it's just the situation. So when we allow, we always be the best dad. That's the way I approach two of the three situations that I have. The third situation, I was there from when he came out and I stepped up and I was super daddy every day. They didn't even think he had a mother because I was always there at everything, every football game, PTA meeting, doctor's appointments, this, that, the other. I was always there. She wasn't. So, you know, it ain't always the dude all the time not trying to be a man. It could be the circumstances where, as a man, it's self-preservation. And when you start to think, Irrationally about the situation To deal with it It's time for you to step back Because that 40 years You could have been facing over a lie Come on man That's more than enough to make you think Irrationally but I commend you Because you fought through that You was on your, your Martin Luther King we shall overcome I could dig that <laughs> Hey, yes, I'm not hey. trying to be you was on that. Yeah, you was I, on that. I can, yeah. I can dig it. But see, I'm on uh-huh. my Malcolm X. I'm, like, I'm sitting at the window with the, with hey, the, with the AK-47. Hey, here's the other thing. When you think about war, you got to strategize. You know, stepping away sometimes right. give the other person the upper hand. So, yeah, I was in that same mindset that, hey, if I step away, I could depth the situation. But, you know, sometimes those stories don't, don't play out the same way. So, it, you know, we, in my my defense, I had to go go to war a different way. They want you to get aggressive. They want you to fight. They want <laughs> right. You. But right. I had to look. I had to look at the results. I said, if I if I wild out, what's going to happen? So I I had to become a thinking man. You lose all yes. the way around the board. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to become a thinking man. So with my story and everything that I did. Uh, through that story and in my life is that basically I thought I was against the grain. I went ahead and put my own right. self on child support. You know, I said, okay, I'm going to control the narrative. I put myself on right, child support. Right. A lot of times, yeah. we don't even think that way, right? So I had to, I said, man, let me see what, what I could do because normally speaking, just like you said, yeah, if we walk away, we could probably get away from that situation and not Increase the the issue, but I say you know what I'm all in. Let me figure out what 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 I could do strategically to do something differently and go against the grain. Everybody and their mama was telling me I was crazy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, then so it it worked out. So then you see I was thinking larger. (laughs) Ha! You you see I hey, but I commend you though, bro. Go to war. Go to war, and you got it like you said. Wars about strategies. You had your your game plan. I had mine. You know what I'm saying. And in the end, we both trying to be the best dads that we can be. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So, so I, I, I mean, I have a I have a story here, here but uh, we sorry for taking over the show. I, I, I apologize for that. You know what? You know what? I I, I said you know what? Let me sit back and sip my tea and up my coffee and, and, and let y'all do y'all thing because we, we need right we need to hear we need to hear more from men we need to hear this right. and, and i hope everyone but we have a caller who wants to um chime in and um have a question or some feedback so let's welcome um yeah, oh it's a pastor so it's a pastor so y'all behave yourself good morning pastor welcome to the show <laughs> 
Amen. No, it's for God, man. I, I just, uh, everybody I interact with, they're 98% of where they're supposed to be. God just helps me pull the other 2% out. That's it, man. I, I'm just loving the topic of discussion. The brother that was speaking prior to me, I do understand what you're saying because a lot of times um, we can't control other people in this band of God. God gives us the increase in the anointing, and when we put it out to the family, it gets diluted. And then when you have town hall conversations, sisters, cousins, aunties, and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's like uh, everything is not where it's supposed to be. And some people do try, but then there's some people, nobody plans to fail. So I say all that in a blanket situation where the brother said he's absolutely right. And there are some deadbeat moms out there. And there's some moms that's not deadbeat, stay there, but they don't have their priorities in line. And their priorities is whatever they want to do. And they're not thinking about those babies. So I, I just love this topic of conversation. Happy Father's Day. And I support y'all's system so you're bringing it to the forefront. I think that's just adamant and just amazing that, that, that y'all are really working to do something nobody else is willing to do. Blow my mind, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Oh, and happy Father's Day also, sir. And same hey, happy Father's Day. Man, my, my name is Pastor Donjan, your CEO, and y'all doing something amazing. And this is really so crazy, but what y'all don't realize, it's like the pen of the apes. Everything that we're doing now, 50 years from now, they're going to be going back and listening to these shows and figure out where they went wrong. If you watch the movie 12 Monkeys, they kept desensitizing us and telling us all this stuff. So that's why if you listen to the music now, everybody's cheating on everybody and there's no value. So what y'all doing, bringing the values back, man, it's not nice. It's not fun. And every time y'all say we're doing something positive, nobody show up. But if y'all say we about to hate on Trump, we about to hate on the Raptors, everybody shows up. So we just got to get it together as a people. And it doesn't start until somebody open up the first step. So I just appreciate y'all. I honor y'all. I'm giving y'all flyers, drink champ style while y'all here. I don't want a child to be dead and do the Nipsey Hustle. Now we're selling millions of merch, but we wasn't selling anything until before. All right, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And, and, and you know, it takes, um, you know, we always hear that it takes a village, you know, to raise a child. It, I mean, it, it really takes, it takes a village for us to come together, you know, and, and we got to continue doing things like this, doing positive things like this, speaking the truth. You know, speaking the truth, and that's really what this platform is about. It's an opportunity for everyone to come here and tell their story so that people can listen and take your own lessons. Walk away with it, what you hear, what you feel. Let your spirit, your, you know, the universe or God move you, whatever you pray about, whatever you believe in, let that be your guide. So listen to people tell you what their experiences are. No judgment, no judgment zone. Let them tell you what their experiences are, and you listen. And you process it, and you digest it, and you make changes in your life where you think you need to. But let your heart be your true guide. Let your heart be your true guide. So that's what it's really about. So I, I appreciate you saying that, and I appreciate you um, giving me a comment. Yeah, so thank you. Hey, man, I want to be right here. I'm getting my IV now. I'm actually at the hospital, but we can't let nothing stop us. So I'm here on mute. I want to listen. But uh, shout out to my brother that's happy Father's Day. He's really positive and wise. Y'all need to listen. And as a leader, sometimes you have to follow before we lead. So y'all keep pressing. I'll be here. I'm going to be listening. Thank you. Well, Tony and James, we, we got a few more minutes before we wrap up the show. And what I want to do at this point is give you, both of you gentlemen, an opportunity to um, share some words of wisdom uh, to our fathers um, to a listening uh, before we close out the show. Go ahead, Jane. Oh, okay, thank you, sir. Well, thank you again for uh, this platform. Uh, and I just want to you know, let all the dads out there, prospective dads, young men out there, uh, to know that think first before you uh, go through, you know, what we have gone through, you know, and even if you are in the fight right now, think strategically, you know, understand that you have to think five to ten steps ahead, that if you do this, what is going to come out, you know, what is going to be the end result. So, when you become a thinking man, a thinking young man and, and grown man and a father, then you can actually charter 
your uh, destination to your final destination and the best results possible. So as me and Tony have can probably attest to is that, yeah, when you had to think about it, you know, you had to make the best logical uh, decision that worked for your situation. So you have to do that. Make sure that you think first. And let me give you a little bit of information about me as far as contacting me. Uh, I can be contacted on IG under uh, Legacy Sims, and then also I got a new podcast coming at uh, Dad Talk Podcast. So we talk about you know, things that just like this, just like this platform, just to, you know, let the, uh, you know, young men and young women, if they want to listen, uh, know about your rights, uh, fatherhood, parenting, you know, your life uh, as a father or a single father, dating, and then self-esteem, and then just going back to your foundation. You know, you are who you are by your experiences, but you don't have to stay there, you know, even though you go through these different experiences, you want to elevate in your life. And there's always uh, room enough for you to change, to mature, you know, your situation back then doesn't have to be your situation now, but you as a man that, uh, that is a thinking man can't control your reality and control your situations. Also go pick up my book. It's called my trials and errors. Reflections of a Single Father is available anywhere that books are sold. Uh, pick that book up. Uh, is a, it's about what I went through, and there's a lot of knowledge inside that book and a lot of stuff that you can learn from um, and to uh, make sure that, you know, you're a better person every day. You know, it's about growth. Uh, so thank you again for this platform, and I'm going to pass it over to Tony. Thanks. Happy Father's Day. Oh, good message, James. I appreciate that. Um, my message to that any male out there is that um, number one, wear condoms. Protect yourself. You your biggest asset. So protect yourself. Number two is learn how to be a man before you become a father. Because if you ain't no man yet, ain't no sense of you to take on that role. That's like when Clark Kent got to turn to Superman. It's two different roles. And, you know, I'm just saying, the messages that me and James talked about today, it was like from two different spectrums, but they all, it was all relative. And there's other guys out here going through situations that may be worse and all of that. But my thing is, fellas, we got to think with our brains, not our heads, if you get what I'm saying. And once we do that and get control of ourselves, a lot of our problems could be diminished. Because, no, I'm just going to say this. I had to pay $1,200 a month for child support for one kid. I know adults that's surviving off $1,200 less than that. So why a kid need that much? But because the way these guidelines and these court buildings are set up, and these court buildings are set up, it's a money thing. And money can never raise a kid. A father can. Tony Spoon DC, Tony Spoon Feed, and Stewart on Facebook, man. Get at me. Thank you all for having me on the show. Well, thank you so much, and happy Father's Day to everyone listening. All right, we want to thank our... Uh, our, 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 our I just love this show. Coffee Talk that is your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected, stay connected, folks, by visiting the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. 
Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Happy Father's Day, Brandon. We missed you today. And you all have a good day. I'll talk to Soy. Bye-bye.